This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. You're listening to the LJS Podcast brought to you by learnjazzstandards.com. If you get value out of today's episode, consider adding value back by leaving us a one-time monthly or annual donation at learnjazzstandards.com slash support. We appreciate your help. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Brent, your host of the LJS Podcast, and you're listening to episode 28, where we're going to be talking about our jazz challenge number three, which is write your own jazz solo. We've been doing a a four-part series of jazz challenges uh, leading up to our first ever e-course in October 2016, for those listening from the future, which is called 30 Days to better jazz playing. I'm going to talk about that in just one second. But if you've missed any of the other jazz challenges we've done before, our first jazz challenge was Write Your Own Contrafact. And our second jazz challenge in last episode's 27 was to practice the blues in all 12 keys. I highly encourage you to go back to those challenges if you haven't taken them yet and and delve into them. These are really great practices for any jazz musician to do, even even any musician of any uh, genre seeking to play any genre. These are great practices to do for your musicianship. So I really encourage you to go ahead and and take advantage of these challenges and listen back to those episodes and what I have to say about these specific tasks. Um, But before we go ahead and dive into our jazz challenge number three today, I just want to talk a little bit about the 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing e-course that again is coming up in October 2016 that we're launching. This course is is basically 30 days of focused, goal-oriented practicing. So if you're a practicer and you're serious about practicing and becoming a better jazz musician, this really is a great course for you. Uh, there, essentially, the course is, is separated into um, four different weeks, uh, four different seven-day periods, and in each week there are, are specific goals that we're trying to accomplish so that we end up accomplishing these, these big overarching goals at the end of the course. Uh, and every single day, there's going to be something to practice in order to attain those goals. And, and these things are, are really things that every jazz musician should be practicing to get better. And, and regardless of whether some of these uh, these concepts that are that are gone over in the course are new to you or, or if you've done them before, they're still good for everybody to practice. Uh, professional jazz musicians practice these things all the time. So if you want to learn more about this course, I'm not going to go too far into detail uh, right now. Now talking about it, but if you want to learn more about this course 
Uh, in the show notes, if you're on the website, go to learnjazzstandards.com, podcast in the top menu, and find this episode 28. I'm going to have a link to a page that describes this course uh, a little bit better for you so you can uh, find out if this is a course that uh, is appropriate for you to take. Uh, and on in that link on that page, you can find the ability to sign up to get notified. Only those who sign up to get notified on that page uh, are going to be let known when the course is available. So if you're interested, please sign up and do that. Okay, I'm going to go ahead. Let's dive in to our jazz challenge number three. Write your own jazz solo. Okay, so jazz challenge number three, write your own jazz solo. And what you're going to do with this challenge is you're going to pick a jazz standard that you know well already. And this is the key. You don't want to be adding this extra element of of learning a new song or studying the harmony to a new song. You just want to take a jazz standard that you already know, that you're already familiar with, and you're going to write a solo over top of this jazz standard. Okay, So, so you're writing this solo out. Uh, both by hand, preferably, so I want you to notate it if you can, but but more importantly, that you're memorizing this solo and that you're able to play it on your instrument. That's the most important part, but I would highly suggest that you also notate it and write it down, and I'll go into that in a second of why notation can be really helpful uh, for your own practice. But you're only going to be writing a, a chorus or two of a solo. You don't really need to write a long solo. The point really is, is to demonstrate what kind of musical ideas would you like to play over a given set of chord changes? So you really only need one chorus to demonstrate this for yourself. And sometimes it's a lot better. In fact, I would say almost all the time, it's a lot better to do less. Less is more. I really believe that less is more, that that if you are able to focus on a small amount of information and you really work into that information, you work hard on on extracting everything you can from that, that it's way better and you get way more out of it than trying to create a bunch of material or learn a bunch of material at once. So so really stick to one or two choruses of a solo that you're going to write. Now, it doesn't matter what level you are at of a player. Maybe you're a beginner to jazz and you really don't have a big grasp on jazz language. That's okay. The whole point is to do the best you can with what you have. And if you're an advanced player, great. Go to town on this. Maybe you're going to even be focusing on putting in some of your own original voice into this solo. Now, I think it's important that I actually go over some reasons of why you are doing this. I've explained this before that that as a teacher, I really think it's silly to uh, tell a student to do something and not actually give some real reasons of why it's going to be beneficial to them. I just think that's so ridiculous. So I, I, I really want to explain to you why doing this is going to be helpful to your jazz playing. And I really have four uh, very obvious reasons about why this can be a very helpful practice. So I thought I'd share those with you. And the first reason is it gives you the opportunity, okay? The keyword is opportunity. It gives you the opportunity to think about how you actually want to sound. Uh, improvisation, you may have heard, is really kind of like sped up composition. You're creating music in the moment. But of course, you don't have the luxury when you're improvising to to actually think about what you're going to do. It really comes up in, in, in just 
you have to just really create in the moment. It's, it's spontaneous. It's right away. So sometimes you don't actually get to actually think out about what you want to express. Now, obviously, the best improvisers are able to do this in the moment, but that comes with a lot of practice. And so one great practice to do that is to actually write out your solo, to actually imagine, to slow it down and imagine what you actually want to sound like over a song. Maybe you want to spell out the chord changes better in your solos, but you're not able to really do that right now at the level you're at in your improvisation. Well, this gives you the opportunity to slow that down, to really think about the chord change, to think about what voice leading do I want to incorporate into the song? How do I want to connect one chord to the next? Or maybe what kind of melodic ideas do I want to express? So it can be a lot of fun, actually, to slow this whole process down and just imagine what you would love to play at a gig or a jam session, uh, a solo you'd love to play a particular song, and, and just imagine what that would sound like. And like I said, if you're a more advanced player, this is also a good opportunity to think about not only playing a really uh, great jazz solo with jazz language and all these things, but how do you actually want to sound with your own personal voice? What do you want to express? Maybe there's something that you want to develop that you just haven't had the chance to really dive into. So this is really important to be able to do this, to have the opportunity to do this. Now, the second thing that I, I think is really great about this practice is it allows you to document your current knowledge of jazz improvisation. So I actually did this. I wrote down a solo back, uh, I think it was my freshman year in college. And I've done it multiple, multiple times since. But I, I remember the first time I, I really did this um, all the way through was in my freshman year of college. It, it was uh, a challenge that our professor gave to us. And he had us do the exact same thing essentially is write a course of a solo over a particular jazz standard. So I did it and I actually found it uh, about a month ago um, in one of my bins full of music materials and old stuff. And I found it and I played through it and I read through it and I thought to myself, gosh, it's not, I, I remember it being so much better than that. But, but of course, I've learned so much since those days when I first wrote that solo. And it's actually quite amazing to see the progress I've made to witness how I've gone from one level to the next and how my jazz language and my maturity as a musician has grown. And so it's a great thing to write down a solo and, and have created what you think is, is an ideal solo to you. And then years later, look back at it and say, hey, look at the progress I've made. It's a way of documenting what you knew at the moment that you wrote that solo. What kind of skills did you have and what kind of things have did you get better at since the last time you wrote the solo? So this is a great way to just to document your playing as well like and, and be in a way to actually look at how you can improve on some of these elements and, and to analyze what you're doing. So documents your current knowledge of jazz improvisation. Now, another thing is it helps you internalize your own musical language. Now, this is a very important point, and I've made it before on this podcast. I've made it before in blog posts, and that is that the music that you create that you like is the music that has the most potential in your playing, okay? So the music that you create and that you actually like has the most potential in your playing. So if, if you're listening to a solo of yours, maybe you recorded a solo of yours, and you know something sticks out to you that you played, that you really liked, it's a good idea for you to actually learn that and actually to figure out what that is because that means you like it 
Therefore, it's more naturally going to come out when you're playing. So when you're writing out a solo, these ideas are going to come to mind. You're going to be saying, oh, I wish I would always play that, or I wish I would do this, I wish I would do that. And when you write that out, you're actually documenting and writing down stuff that actually could really become something and you're playing. Either it's something that that you want to use now or it's something that you want to develop into something better. But either way, that stuff has the most potential. And when you're writing out a solo, it's really coming from a true area of, of your mind of what you want to creatively express. Um, also, when you're learning any solo, whether you're transcribing a solo from a record or, again, learning your own solo or creating your own solo, you're playing that over and over and over again. And this is something that we definitely do in the 30 Days to Better Jazz playing is, is learn solos by ear and, of course, lots of repetition. So when you're doing this, you're internalizing the music and in, in building your ear and getting that music in your psyche so that, yes, indeed, you can compose at lightning fast speeds when you're improvising. So this helps you internalize your own musical language, that language that, that you have the most potential to develop into something really great. Now, lastly, um, as I mentioned before, is this can help improve your notation skills. I do highly suggest that you attempt to notate this. Maybe you don't have a lot of experience or knowledge doing this, and that's good. I, I really am a big fan of learning by mistakes. <laughs> I mean, that really defines me in a lot of ways is this trial and error process. If you haven't really notated a lot of things before, go ahead and give this a try and maybe struggle through it. And if You've notated many, many, many times before. Great. This should be a cinch for you. Um, either way, you'll have documented your progress. Um, again, at the very least, memorize your own solo and be able to play it over top of, of the given song that you're working on. So notating can help you identify rhythmic elements. It can help you identify phrases. It helps you visually see, oh, that's kind of an awkwardly short phrase, or this is a long phrase, or maybe this phrase is incomplete. It can help you identify, you know, oh, I, I started that phrase on the and of four rather on beat one. So you can start identifying things like those. It helps you analyze what you're actually creating. So it's very helpful. An analysis is always a really helpful thing as well as learning things by ear and creating by ear and so on and so forth. So notation skills is really important. Now, I would never, of course, give you a challenge without actually having done it myself. So I'm actually going to play for you an etude I wrote for my ebook, 15 Essential Jazz Etudes, uh, which is actually available for sale on learnjazzstandards.com. You can just go to store and ebooks and you can find that book there available for C instruments, uh, bass, and with guitar tabs as well. Um, but I'm going to give you an example. Now, this this etude I wrote over Stella by Starlight, the jazz standard Stella by Starlight. And I did actually write this etude kind of with a specific um, purpose in mind to help those reading it to play chord changes better. Um, so they're, they're very bebop oriented and they're not overly complicated. Um, so while it might not be the most truest expression of what I wanted to express, it is a great example of just writing out a solo intentionally and playing uh, something that I truly would like to play myself. So I'm going to go ahead and play this for you really quick. Uh, this is my solo, my one chorus solo over Stella by Starlight. <laughs> Thank you. 
right, so there's my one chorus over Stella by Starlight. And you can find the notation for that on the show notes uh, on the website. So if you're not on the website listening to this, if you're on iTunes or YouTube or somewhere else, go to LearnJustStandards.com and podcast in the top menu bar and find this episode 28. You can find the notation for uh, my jazz solo there. All right, that's all for today's episode 28. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for tuning in. And I want to see your jazz solos. So if you're up for taking this challenge and you're on the website, go to the comments below. Go ahead and put in a a YouTube video of you playing your solo. And if you'd like, go ahead and attach an image of the notation of your solo as well. Would love to see everybody share the music that they're creating together. This is a jazz community and we always encourage everyone to participate. And remember, if you got value out of today's podcast episode, consider adding value back. You can go to learnjazzstandards.com slash support. Leave us a one-time monthly or annual donation. Or if you're on the website, go ahead and click the support button below and you can help us out there. Next week, we're going to be coming out with our last jazz challenge and our episode 29. We'll see you then. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.